Welcome to the podcast of Bethel Mennonite Church in Gladys, Virginia. Today's message was originally preached November the 27th, 2011 by Sonny Yoder and is entitled Life-Giving Stream. this message, Life-Giving Stream, and the text is Ezekiel 47, and this uh, flannel graph in front of you is, is, is meant to depict uh, the Jordan River flowing into the Dead Sea. It's a desert, desert scene. Uh, somehow, as I uh, read this um, scripture a number of times this week, um, and when I first prepared this message, I, I preached a message, this message at the chapel some weeks ago. But uh, quite a few snatches of songs came to mind as I, as I meditated on these things. And so sprinkled through the sermon this morning will be uh, quite a few phrases of, of songs. Title of the message, Life-Giving Stream. I'll read Ezekiel 47. Uh, some of the chapter in just a bit. There's a fountain free, tis for you and me, let us haste, O oh haste, to the brink. Tis a fount of love from the source above, and he bids us all freely drink. There's a living stream with a crystal gleam, from the throne of life now it flows. While the waters roll, uh, let, let every soul hear the call that forth freely goes. There's a living well, and its waters swell, and eternal life they can give. And we joyful sing, ever spring, O oh spring, as we haste to the drink, haste to drink and to live. There's a rock that's cleft, no soul is left, that may not its pure waters share. Uh, Tis for you and me, and its stream I see, let us hasten joyfully there. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come, tis for you and me? Thirsty soul, hear the welcome call. Tis a fountain open for all. Now, in Ezekiel 47, we see a wonderful life-giving stream. I'd like to give an illustration here. Uh, our, our family goes to... Each summer the last few years, we've gone to, to Bearskin Lake uh, Indian Reservation uh, for a week of summer Bible school. This is in northwest Ontario. And we went this summer. And uh, when we fly into Bearskin Lake, the last, last couple hundred miles, miles we fly in on a small plane. And I always watch for the Severn River. And the Severn River is quite easy to spot because it's, it's usually a bit brown, a bit muddy. There's a lot, lots of rapids in the river, and I guess it just keeps things stirred up. The, the lakes are just beautiful blue, but the Severn River is very, very easy to find because it's a bit brown. Brown. Not, not like a, a Ezekiel's River here, which was uh, pure as crystal. The Severn River originates at Deer Lake... And then it flows north through Sandy Lake, and then through Muskrat Dam Lake, and then on north, 
and flows uh, within one stream of uh, Michigan Lake, is, and that's where the Bearskin Lake Indian Reservation is. You just uh, just a little stream out of Michigan Lake, and you're on the Severn. Now, the history uh, you might wonder why why the village is called Bearskin Lake on when it's on Michigan Lake. Uh, what happened was that years ago, the Hudson Bay store put us a, a company put a store at at Bearskin Lake. There is a little landlocked lake called Bearskin Lake, and so the, that's where the Indian village developed then. And uh, the the Indians would the Indian people would they had their family camps camps out in the bush and the winter months they'd be out trapping fishing netting fish and then summer months they would come in for just a little while to to Bearskin Lake and there they'd trade trade their furs and buy things the essentials at the store and then be off to the trap line again. But they, they decided that this, this little bearskin lake really didn't suit uh, for a village very well. It would be much better on the Severn River. And the Severn River was a, it's kind of a lifeline of, for canoeing and fishing and trapping. And so they, the families uh, decided to make the village at, at Michigan Lake, just off the Severn River. And eventually, the Hudson Bay store moved to to uh, Michigan Lake, but the mail kept coming uh, addressed Bearskin Lake, and so so that's that's why the village still is called called uh, Bearskin Lake. Well, the Severn River is a is like a lifeline for travel especially in the old days it was, lifeline for travel, hunting, trapping, and fishing. Um, I said it's not like Ezekiel's river, the river that Ezekiel saw, which was pure and clear. It's a bit muddy most of the time. But it is life-giving. In the river, there's just uh, many kinds of fish. There's there walleye, jackfish, northern pike, sturgeon, whitefish, and other, other kinds of fish. Wildlife is abundant, still is. Moose, caribou, beaver, muskrat, snow geese, Canadian geese, ducks galore, mink, otter, wolves, uh, just abundant wildlife along the Severn River. They, they, uh, the people even today would, the Indian people would, some of them at least, still trap and would go by skidoo on the Severn, Severn River in the wintertime. But this is a different river. I just wanted using that as an illustration that the, the Severn River is kind of a lifeline for the Indian people. And this this is a this river that we see in today's text is a life life giving stream. Now I'll read the text and uh, just ask you to think about and meditate on the desert that uh, burst forth into uh, just big, vigorous life as uh, the river flowed from God. Ezekiel 47. After, afterward he brought me, this, uh, this one that brought Ezekiel to this scene was an, evidently an angel who describes him uh, earlier 
this angel led uh, led Ezekiel all around the city and did they with a, had a measuring line and they measured the city and finally here he brought them to he brought him to this place. Afterward, the angel brought me again to the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. And then he brought me out the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. So you have the the this, this stream coming out of the, um, I thought it said altar, but I don't see it here. Coming out of the temple and then out of the city, out of the city uh, wall, verse 3. And when the man had the line in his hand, he went eastward and measured a thousand cubits. I think a thousand cubits is about 1,500 feet. And he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters and the waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand, and he brought me through, and the waters were to the loins. And afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. It's interesting, this river doesn't have any streams flowing into it, no tributaries. Just the, the river is just expanding, widening as it goes. Let's see, where was I? Verse 5, I think. The waters were too deep, would have needed to swim. Verse 6, and he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? And then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. And when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and the other. And then he said unto me, These waters issue out of the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed, the salt waters of the Dead Sea. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which smootheth, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed and everything shall live whither the river cometh. And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon on it from Enjadai even unto Enegliam. And they shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds, and the fish of the great sea exceeding many. But the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. Healed, They shall be given to salt. And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow up all trees for meat or fruit, whose leaf shall not fade. Neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to its, his month, because the waters they issue, their waters issued out of the sanctuary and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, or for food, I should say, and the leaf thereof for medicine. And then I'll 
I'll just skip over a part of the chapter here. It talks about when they go back into the land, uh, the, the uh, Israel, Ezekiel and Israelites were, were exiled in Babylon. And he says, and then he goes with a plan of when they come back that each family would, uh, would get their inheritance of the land. And I found the last two verses in the chapter very interesting. And it shall come to pass that you shall divide it, divide the land by lot for inheritance unto you and to the strangers that sojourn among you, which shall begot children among you. They shall be unto you as born in the, the country among the children of Israel, and they shall have an inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. And it shall come to pass that in, in what the tribe... The, and what tribe the sojourner, the stranger sojourneth, there shall you give him his inheritance, saith the Lord God. I'm not sure if I'll come back to these verses or not, but um, to me that's very impressive that as they that they were to give the strangers a, a full full inheritance uh, in the land. And uh, that's the way God is then, was then, he still is today. This is a picture of Christ's kingdom that welcomes everyone into his kingdom. Jew, Greek, Gentile, red, brown, yellow, black, and white, rich, middle class, poor. Uh, Jesus calls them all to himself and to his, his inheritance. Now, I'm going to try to paint this change this picture for you with the black flower graph. Found a rose outside on the steps, I'll add that to as well. Okay, this was a wonderful river. Uh, headwaters gushing out of the temple, flowing through the city, out of the city, tum- tumbling down Jerusalem's hill, ever widening, ever deepening, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and then a mighty stream that would have been only for swimming as it, it deepened. Flowing out into the desert, reviving the land, uh, just just a great difference, vegetation growth flourishing, flowers blooming, fruit trees bearing every month, new fruit, ever widening, ever flowing, on, on to the Dead Sea, and nothing had lived in the Dead Sea for years, and uh, no plant, no fish, no nothing. And this refreshing, healing, life-giving stream um, makes the sea of death into a sea of life. Now the sea is teeming with all manner of fish. I think the way I read it, I think it meant all all the fish you could find in the Mediterranean Sea and the Sea of Galilee uh, were now, now found in the Dead Sea. What is this life-giving stream that Ezekiel saw? And what is, um, what is the meaning for, for this healing stream for us today? Well, in Ezekiel's day, 
It was the hope that Israel would be restored and that, that the, uh, the people of Israel would return to Babylon. They, as I mentioned, they had been conquered and were exiled because of their nation's sin. And the angel here had transported Ezekiel back to Jerusalem and he saw a new temple and he was given instructions for restored worship and now he saw the, the life-giving stream and he was to give this message of hope to, to his fellow citizens of Israel of the rest, restoration of their nation. Now, in the future, there's also pictured a beautiful uh, river in heaven. And the angel saw, uh, showed John this river called the water of life. And it was clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb and through the golden city street. And on both sides of that river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So a very similar scene that, that John uh, saw in the book of Revelation. So we have this healing, refreshing stream for Israel's day with a message of hope that the exiles would return, the city would be restored. And then we have the wonderful river scene in heaven that we look forward to uh, in the, that place where there's no, more, no longer a curse of sin, where we'll see our blessed Savior's face. There will be no, no night there, no need for a lamp. For the Lord God will give, it, give us his, the light. He will be the light. And we will live and reign with him forever and ever. Let me read some words that, that, uh, from the book of Revelation. The angel showed John the river of the water of life flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. I'm repeating myself here. On each side of the river of life stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of Fruit, yielding fruit every month for the healing of the nations. I didn't realize I was reading that twice. Jesus said, Behold, John heard this, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward will be with me. Blessed are those who have washed their, ro their robes in the blood of the land, Lamb, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. That's, uh, that's still future. But this life-giving stream that Ezekiel saw is for us today, too. Uh, every commentator I read, every interpretation I read about this concluded that, that the, he the healing, life-giving stream also uh, shows us the graciousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. The blessings of Jesus' gospel are like living waters. Jesus is the water of life. He gives life to those who have been dead in trespasses and sins. The good shepherd leads his flock by still waters, but this is no stagnant pool. Uh, it is a, life, a refreshing, healing, life-giving stream, a fruit-producing water, continuing, continually flowing for the blessings for, uh, for his people. It is an abundant stream. There'll never be lack of, 
of this life-giving water. This, the, the river that, that Ezekiel saw was ever, ever widening. We could think of it this way. It, it first flowed for the Jews and then for the Gentiles. And now it's flowed uh, throughout all the centuries, uh, ever widening for everyone, refreshing, cleansing, healing, uh, damaged and broken people uh, to make them and then making them fruitful. Ezekiel saw this water gushing out from the altar and the temple. Jesus is the one who was sacrificed on the altar of the cross. And um, from him flows then forgiveness and cleansing from sin. Come with thy sins to the fountain. Come with thy burden of grief. Bury them deep in the waters. There thou wilt find relief. Come as thou art to the fountain, Jesus waiting for thee. What though thy sins be as crimson, white as snow they shall be. Another song. And now I see the crimson wave, the fountain deep and wide. Jesus, my Lord, mighty to save, points me to his wounded side. I see, the, I see the new creation rise. I hear the speaking blood. It speaks, and my polluted nature dies, sinks neath the crimson flood. The cleansing stream I see, I see. I plunge, and oh, it cleanses me. Oh, praise the Lord, it cleanses me. It cleanses me, yet it, yes, it cleanses me. Jesus is the water of life that cleanses. He can cleanse everyone. No one is a past Jesus' cleansing power. I did notice one verse that I puzzled about, verse 11. Uh, like the whole reading here is about the wonderful cleansing and healing and fruitfulness. But verse 11 says, But the married places thereof are marshes thereof and shall not be healed, for they shall be given uh, to salt. Maybe, maybe it means that the Lord wanted to leave some salt for them, but it may mean that there's one kind of um, place that the river can't heal, and that's where the river doesn't flow. And it, it may mean that, that if we don't come to the river, we'll not experience the cleansing, the refreshing, the healing, and the fruitfulness. Jesus is able to refresh and cleanse and heal and restore and uh, bring fruitfulness to everyone if they come to him. Come, ye sinners, lost and lonely. Jesus' blood can make you free. For he saved the worst among you when he saved a wretch like me. To the faint he giveth power, through the mountain makes a way. Findeth water in the desert, turns the night into golden day. In temptations he is near thee, holds the power of hell at bay. Guide you to the path of safety, gives you grace for every day. And I know, yes I know, Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner clean. And I know, yes I know, Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner clean. 
To the river I am going, bringing sins I cannot bear. Come and cleanse me. Come forgive me, Lord. I need to meet you there. In these waters, healing mercy flows with freedom from despair. I'm going to the river, Lord. I need to meet you there. Come and join us in the river. Come find life beyond compare. He is calling. He is waiting. Jesus longs to meet you there. Precious Jesus, I'm ready to surrender every care. Take my hand now. Lead me closer. Lord, I need to meet you there. Jesus is the one who is able to forgive and to cleanse and to heal and refresh and to make fruitful. Jesus is the healing stream. I know of a river whose beautiful stream flows gently and calm through the land. Its waters are pure for healing within. Tis flowing from Jesus, our friend. To those that give heed its blessings impart, it, it flow, its flowing will not be in vain. For blessedness comes and peace in your heart, Redeemer, redeem you from sorrow and pain. To them that are thirsty, spirit and bride, say, Come, you may drink of it free. All those that are washed in Jesus abide, our Father in heaven receives. Dear soul, we pray, will you come and wash in the wonderful stream? This water flows free, so clear and true. Believe it is flowing for you. We must come to the river. Jesus is able to to refresh and cleanse, and heal, and make fruitful all that come to him. And how we need forgiveness, the cleansing of forgiveness, and how we need healing. We, were, we as humans were created in the image of God, but now have fallen. We're damaged by sin. We're damaged by our own sin, and we're damaged by the sins of others. Our emotions and, and our, our emotions have been damaged and need healing. Our minds have been distorted and disturbed and per, sometimes perverted, and we need uh, renewed minds. And Jesus is that great physician. He is the great healer. He is working to restore us to the, to the image of God, like our Heavenly Father and like Himself. I have another song here I'd like to read. Oh, to be like the blessed Redeemer, this is my constant longing and prayer. Gladly I'll forfeit all earth's treasures, Jesus, thy perfect likeness to wear. Oh, to be like thee, full of compassion, loving, forgiving, tender, and kind, helping the helpless, cheering the fainting, seeking the wandering sinner to find. Oh, to be like thee, O Lord, I am coming, now to receive that anointing divine, all that I am and have I am bringing, Lord, from this moment all shall be thine. 
O to be like thee, O to be like thee, blessed Redeemer, pure as thou art, come in thy sweetness, come in thy fullness, and stamp thine own image deep in my heart. Fruitfulness, this stream, this living stream, gave fruit to the desert. It was a stream in the desert. It seems like, as, as, as you notice the, the reading, it seems like is it the, the, uh, the angel took Ezekiel out in the river, first ankle deep, then again a knee deep, then waist deep, and then it was only for swimming. But he didn't notice until he returned the, what, what had happened on the banks of the river. And while he was testing the waters, the desert had came, come bursting into life, there were many trees, fruit-bearing trees, uh, bearing fruit 12 months of the year. The river banks were no longer a desert. The, the trees and vegetation had blossomed into vigorous life. And the sea that had been dead and sterile was now fresh water, and the sea was teeming with fish, all kinds of fish. We were the barren desert, and we were the lifeless sea. And the living stream of Jesus Christ, just like the living stream in in this scene, uh, reached to the lowest level of the Dead Sea, so Jesus reaches out to us wherever we are. Jesus is not satisfied until his gospel reaches the lowest fallen sinful person. Jesus can make the most lifeless person alive and fruitful. He can make the most barren person fruitful. What is this fruit? Well, it must be the fruit of the Spirit would be at least some of the way to describe it. From the, from the river flowing to us, there's forgiveness, there's acceptance, there's adoption, salvation, sanctification, hope, and most, much more. And then the, then the river invigorates us to bear fruit, the fruit of love, joy, peace, goodness, meekness, kindness, and all the Christian graces. How we need to be fruitful, which means we need to be like Jesus Christ. And this fruitfulness, I want to say, as a Christian, is not the kind where we're put on the shelf and people would say, my, what a great Christian. But this is the kind of fruitfulness where we live among our acquaintances, among our families, among all the people we meet with love and forgiveness and graciousness and kindness and all that Jesus is. But we must come to the river. And uh, we must be connected to the vine. We must be drinking from the life-giving stream. Like streams in the desert and wells in the waste, a river flows out from the Lord's holy place. With comfort and strength for the weak and oppressed, the wounded are healed and the weary find rest. How blessed are the thirsty, for they will be filled with waters from the rock on on God's hill. 
One time it was struck by the cruel judgment rod. Now mercy spring forth from the throne of God. Oh, lift up your eyes to the hill where he died, to Jesus the true rock from whom whose smitten side pure waters spill down and the dry land is refreshed and God's promised spirit is poured on all flesh. Descend, Holy Spirit, from Jesus above. Come fill us with grace from the Father of love till the earth is renewed and all creation restored by waters of life from the house of the Lord. I've mentioned this before, this this river is deep. Uh, it It is an abundant flow of water. The water flow cannot be blocked. It will never be diminished. It will always be available. Never fear that it will be dried up. The river is deep. It's like Apostle Paul, uh, as he spoke about God, he said, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. Come take of the riches of Christ. Exhaustless and free is the store of its wonderful fullness received till you hunger and thirst no more. Oh, the depth of the riches of love, the riches of love in Christ Jesus, far better than gold or wealth untold, are the riches of love in Christ Jesus. Now, this my last point is maybe you don't quite see it in this, in this scene that Ezekiel saw, but it certainly is throughout the the scriptures that we must give ourselves to Jesus Christ we must surrender ourselves to him abandon ourselves to his will this river is masterful and powerful we must abandon ourselves to the river ankle deep and maybe this is the way the Christian life is sometimes we go ankle deep and then a little deeper maybe we get out on shore and then we go back in knee deep and waist deep Well, there comes a time to swim and just go with the flow of the river. Come to Jesus Christ. Come for refreshment. Come for forgiveness. Come for cleansing. Come for healing. Come for fruit-producing power. And also yield to his control. Go where he's going. Surrender and follow him. There's a river ever flowing, widening, never slowing, and all who wait out are swept away. Where it ends and where it's going, like the wind, no way of knowing until we answer the call to risk it all and enter in. The river calls, we can't deny, a step of faith is our reply. We feel the spirit draw us in, the water's swift, we're forced to swim. We're out of control, we go where he flows. There's a river ever flowing, widening, never slowing, and all who wait out are swept away. Where it ends and where it's going, like the wind, no way of knowing until we answer the call and risk it all to enter in. Danger awaits at every turn. We choose a course we live and learn. As we surrender to his will, we're at peace, but we're seldom still. He is in control, and we go where he flows. Well, 
Jesus is the life-giving stream. Let's not be fearful to, to give ourselves to him. Let's not be afraid to... Uh, the song said uh, we take a risk. Really, it's not a risk to, to follow Jesus Christ. We know the destination will be good and all will be well if we really yield, surrender to his control. Let's not be too proud like Naaman was. Naaman didn't want, didn't want to wash in the muddy Jordan. But finally he did. He surrendered. Let's uh, be willing to be humble and repent of our own sin and come to Jesus for forgiveness and cleansing and healing and refreshment and uh, for power to produce fruit. Knee deep, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and then let's go on and swim and go where the river flows. Well, I don't know how, what you're thinking, how you're feeling, but I just want to invite you if, you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, to come to him, to experience the forgiveness of sin and healing and cleansing from past damage and hurt. Maybe you're a Christian and you're feeling kind of barren and unfruitful and discouraged. I want to encourage you that you're on the right track. You're beside the right stream. Just um, maybe Jesus has wants to do some more cleansing and some more healing. And certainly he wants to uh, do some more filling of his spirit. I believe I'm going to give an invitation this morning. I'll just call for the closing song and I'll just wait here. Um, if anyone would like to, to make some kind of com- a public commitment to Christ, you're most welcome to you. I just invite you to, to come to the prayer room and someone, I or someone else, will pray with you after the service if you'd like to respond in that way to the message. So, Joe, if you'd lead, lead in the closing song, if no one comes, then um, I believe Leon's going to close the meeting. You've been listening to Life Giving Stream, a message by Sonny Yoder. This podcast is brought to you from the Bethel Mennonite Church in Gladys, Virginia. You can find us online at www.bethelmennoniteonline.org. Thanks for listening.